You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog where we've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, and now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome back into the show. A special thank you for anyone who is checking out the show for the first time. We really appreciate that, and another special thank you to all of our loyal fans for checking back in with us again. If you guys don't already know about it, there's a great NFL podcast. You guys will be catching up on everything throughout the league, and that is the Peacock and Williamson podcast. If you guys need a bite-sized way to keep up with everything going on in the NFL, that is the best place to do it. You can find them wherever you get your podcast from, just like you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the new Odyssey app as well. But on today's show, we had some surprise press conferences, so we have to start there because we got to hear from starting free safety Nazir Adderley, who we'll start with today. We'll talk about Kenneth Murray and what his role is going to be on the defense and also going back to the number nine, going back to K-9 like he was in college. And then to wrap up the show, we had a very fun press conference from Darius Swinton. So we're going to talk about how he gets his players to focus, you know, how he feels about some of the kickers that the Chargers have brought in, not named Michael Badgley, and much more. But let's go ahead and get into it. We didn't really think that the Chargers were going to be having OTAs just because in their official press release it said it was going to start June 2nd and go through June 4th. But to our surprise, and we will absolutely take it, on Tuesday, the Chargers had OTAs, and we got to hear from a couple of the guys we haven't got to hear from in a while, and one of them was the only free safety on the roster, and that's Nazir Adderley. And, of course, with him, you know, he was injured most of his rookie season. That obviously sucked for him, and then comes in last year, playing in the Gus Bradley's defense, didn't really ever click with him, didn't really seem like it was the right fit, even though we thought it might be when he was coming out of college. Now he switches things up, and now he's in Brandon Staley's defense. He's in Ronaldo Hill's defense, and he got to talk about that a little bit. But one of the things I wanted to start with with him was just him talking about his new role. And he talked about versatility, and we'll get into some of that. But one of the things he said he's most excited about, David, is getting downhill. And one of the reasons I think that Nazir Adderley can have a nice bounce-back season this year is just because being in a split safety look, I think, is going to help him, not only in coverage, where I think, you know, all of those plays where he's getting there just a step late, right, will be fixed because now, you know, he's a little bit closer to the football potentially, but also in the running game. I mean, it's not a, you know, lack of willingness with Nazir Adderley and tackling. He did have some missed tackles last year, but now he feels like in this defense, he said, yeah, absolutely, this defense fits me better. If anybody knows me, I'm an aggressor. I want to fly around out there, and I think I'm going to have a lot more opportunity to do that, and I'm going to be moving around a lot, so I'm excited for sure. So do you think you know, hearing him talk about it gets you excited about what his role is going to be on this new defense more than it maybe wasn't before? Absolutely. I mean, just to see the look on his face when he's talking about it, you right. can tell he's excited. I mean, you, you can tell that he's going to be in a more 
a comfortable system for him, a system that's going to allow him to do some of the things that he didn't get to do last year uh, and the year before that, just being hurt and just also trying to find his way in that defense, being that last last line of defense defender. I don't think it was you know really suited for him. I mean, him being in a split safety look where he only has to worry about half the field, I think is going to allow him to be a little bit looser and to use those elite ball skills and pick off some more passes and also be more aggressive in the running game. I mean, like you said, he's it's never been an issue of willingness. He is a good quality tackler, and if he only has to worry about half the field, I think he's going to be a lot more effective. I think so too. And then just when asked, you know, what he wants to bring to the position, he said he wants to be able to cover the 175 to 180 pound wide receivers while also still being able to cover big tight ends and things like that. And he said most of what he focused on during the offseason was versatility and durability. And one of the things that comes along with that, David, is him potentially playing some cornerback as well. And he seems excited about that. I mean, my biggest thing is still is. If he's playing cornerback, who's the other safety on the field, right? Derwin James and who? So that would be my biggest question mark. But one of the other things that he touched on, and I think is kind of a running theme for not just, you know, who he's being coached by, but the entire coaching staff. I thought it was really cool that he was talking about them competing in the classroom too. And when they were talking about that, you know, he was asked to follow up, you know, how are you guys competing in the classroom? And he said that they basically have an app where they can compete with each other and go through kind of like trivia and things like that of where they're supposed to be in their scheme, making the right checks and doing things like that. I mean, that's a pretty ingenious move by this coaching staff. It definitely seems like they're doing things a little different. I love the innovation. I I love the uh, utilization of technology. I mean, in my my personal life and my job, my everyday job, I work at T-Mobile. So I'm I'm a sales rep. I work with a lot of phones with a lot of crazy you know capabilities i mean so i love the use of technology with this these young guys i think that's going to resonate more with these young players and also just the fact that they're doing things to help them retain the information i mean one thing to get the information it's the another thing to keep that information and be able to implement that information on the football field i think you know when they asked him have have they done like have they done stuff like this before and he said no i thought that was a little bit strange but to see that this coaching staff is teaching and also making making sure that they're retaining that information, I think is going to be very valuable. And I think it's going to help them be able to play faster and not think so much on Sundays. And he talked about that a little bit too, just being out on the field, you know, being able to go through things like this and find out where you're supposed to be. Also having Derwin James as his running partner, right. And how much they communicate. And he said, he loves the conversations that they have talking about this new defense and everything else. And he also said he's a big fan of just listening to Brandon Staley talk, which is something that I think we can all be excited about, right? Just the way. And we can all agree on. Yeah, and we all agree on that for sure. But it's nice to hear that they feel the same way about it, right? And even with like the trivia thing, like it's easy to try to teach someone something, but to keep them interested and to do these kind of little things to make sure they're invested in it. We'll talk about, you know, Darius Wynn doing his own things for that later on, but I think is huge, but when he was asked about you know what he likes about Brian Staley as a coach, he said one thing, just sitting in the meetings and listening to him, I look forward to every morning listening to him talk. Very intelligent, breaks it down very, very nice for us. We have a great understanding of what he is looking for and how to win games. Huge. I mean, those communication things were so off at some points last year, David, so to hear him saying, hey, we get it, we know what we're supposed to do. I mean, even this early on, I'm sure they don't have a 
full grasp of it, but the way that they're reacting, their body language in these press conferences and things like that, it's not just, you know, loving the way Brandon Staley talks. It's loving it because it has substance and it should actually be able to translate on the field, not only for them, you know, defensively or offensively, but when games come down to crunch time, when the big plays have to happen, these guys seem like they're going to know what they're supposed to do. Well, it's a genuine excitement for these guys to think that they're going to go into a, a defense and have a role that's going to fit what they do well. And I think that's what gets these guys so excited. And also, he continued to talk about the whole coaching staff. He just said that the whole coaching staff is super intelligent and very passionate, and he loves that. And, I mean, I think to hear that, I mean, to hear that they, there's a group of coaches, a group of teachers that are going to help these guys learn the game and be better, I just I get so excited to hear stuff like that. So you, you, you feed off the energy that they're giving you in the press conferences, and you really kind of get really excited for what these guys are going to do in this system this year. And they know it's their first year in this system too, right? But you can feel their excitement. You can fuel them kind of saying to themselves, it's going to be different this year, right? Even though a lot of the guys are the same and they're obviously missing a couple of big pieces from the defense last year, they feel like they're going to be better than ever. And like it, it rings true when you hear him say it. And he also talked about just the fact, you know, hearing that Brandon Staley likes a safety like him and he's his type of safety, right? All of those things encouraging him. I mean, he has a huge plate of responsibilities this season. We don't even know who the backup free safety is at this point. Maybe they think of Mark Webb that way. It's hard to believe they would think of Alohi Gilman that way. So right now, he's the dude at that position, and he will be moving around as he says it. But just being that dude, being out there, and being able to play better than he did last season will absolutely do wonders for this Chargers defense. But... Another guy who's looking to make a big leap in year two is a linebacker, Kenneth Murray, who also spoke with the media, talked about going back to K-9 from his Oklahoma days and switching his number. And he also talked about the fact that he never felt comfortable last year in Gus Bradley's system. So we're going to get into those quotes and more coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, if you ever have anything go wrong with your car and you need a new part, there's only one place to go, and that's rockauto.com. For me, I don't know a ton about cars, so one of the things I appreciate the most from rockauto.com, which now since they've been a sponsor, that's the only place I use and I've already had to use them a few times, so it's easy for me to talk about it. I've just went to their website, typed in the type of car that I had. A few clicks later, I'm getting the part that I need. And best of all, I didn't even have to leave my house. I didn't have to go to a chain storefront and have the guy look up on the computer the part that I need if I even you know knew how to tell him how to get there, right? Instead, I just use rockauto.com, it gets delivered right to my door, and I get a great price. I mean, whether you're a daily driver or a mechanic, everybody gets a great price with rockauto.com, and they just have such a huge inventory to pick from. You're not going to be able to find that anywhere else. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. All you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write Lockdown in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. I also need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. Right now, if you guys aren't getting in on the action, you are definitely missing out. Don't sit on the sidelines right now. 
We have to, so many sports to choose from. You have hockey and NBA playoffs going on right now. And if you don't want to bet on any of those things, you can still bet on NFL future bets with betonline.ag. I was just going through it the other day, and I saw that they have a bunch of Game of the Year candidates and some early lines from those games. So you can actually go bet on the second matchup between the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. Right now, the spread is four and a half. The Chiefs are favored by, so maybe you think the Chargers could be a lot closer than that when that week comes upon us. You can jump on that right now. Bet Online is the one place that we trust and the one place we put our money. And right now, they will even help you out with some free money. If you head to the website or use your mobile device today, you can sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On, all caps, one word, at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Well, it's always a great thing to get some surprise bonus content from the Chargers, and it was nice to see so many press conferences going on on Tuesday. And on Friday, we'll probably get into the Joe Lombardi side of things because he had some things to say at his press conference. There's a ton of notes to take away from that one, so we will be getting into that. But I do want to talk here, David, about Kenneth Murray because he's a guy that... When he came in, I mean, we all kind of knew what he was. We knew what his strengths were. We didn't necessarily know how he was going to fit in Gus Bradley's defense just because he would have to be dropping into coverage a whole lot. He's not Bobby Wagner. He's not K.J. Wright, right? He's his own physical dominant type of player, especially when you're just letting his athleticism loose and letting him get downhill. So one of the first things that got brought up when Kenneth Murray was at the podium was just how he fits in Brandon Staley's defense as opposed to Gus Bradley's defense. And he said, the big emphasis for Brandon Staley is getting me to play more downhill. A lot of things in the scheme last year didn't allow me to play as downhill as I wanted to. In college, that's pretty much what I did every down was play downhill. So to hear somebody come in and say they want me to play downhill is kind of like music to my ears. That's what I'm really excited about, playing downhill, blitzing a lot more, and being aggressive. That's what I'm excited about. I mean, you can tell how excited he is. He's telling you three times how excited he is for this defense. And that's one of the main things we missed last year from Kenneth Murray, right, David? I mean, we knew Uh he could blitz. He was a super talented blitzer. We knew he was a very good tackler. And we knew he played his best when he was allowed to get downhill. So I think that's a very, very positive thing to come out of this press conference is learning that Kenneth Murray should be getting downhill more should be blitzing a lot more in his first year under Brandon Staley. Yes, thank you, God. I mean, we saw him blitz just very sparingly last year, and when he did, he was effective when he did it. So I don't understand why Gus Bradley wouldn't allow this weapon that he had to go out there and be utilized more often. It just it did not make sense to me. So to hear that he was told that he's going to blitz more, I think just adds another element. And, I mean, how many times did we cry from more pass rush last year. I mean, it was just at nauseum. So to have a guy who's c- clearly capable of doing it actually going to get the chance and be put in the position to do that this year is only going to help this defense. And it's just in a role that's more suited for his strength. I mean, we know he is a monster against the run. We know he can run sideline to sideline. That's what he should be doing. So to, to hear that that's what he is going to be doing in this defense That's exactly what we wanted to hear. Yeah, and I was a little surprised just to hear him say, you know, I never felt comfortable in that defense. Yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, you just don't hear players say that very often. He also said, you know, hey, if that coaching staff was here, maybe this is the year that everything kind of clicked for me. But 
when talking about Brandon Staley specifically, he said, I think this defense plays more to my strengths. I feel like this defense, it fits me. Coach Staley wants me blitzing a lot more and allow me to be what I am and take advantage of all of my physical abilities. That's the one thing I love about him is he's always trying to put us in positions to make plays. How many times will we say that? You know, put your players in positions for them to have success. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to implement it. So I do think this is a great time because Kenneth Murray seems a lot more excited about his position and he knows what his strengths are, right? So yeah, maybe he could have become a better overall linebacker and he still can as far as coverage and tackling ability and all of those things. Right now, they want him to play more loose. They want him to play downhill, which I think for him could you know help him take his game to the next level. And that's what he said. He wants to be a special player, wants to lead this team to a Super Bowl. So I think we'll see more of that from Kenneth Murray if they decide to use him in that way. But one of the other big storylines this offseason throughout the NFL was number changes. Uh-huh. And Kenneth Murray was one of the lucky few for the Chargers that actually is changing their number. So don't know how much changes. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know how much he had to pay for that because he decided, hey, I'm not waiting another year. But he did say that the number nine was special to him. And the other thing he said, which was pretty cool, is like, hey, I think it's nice in a year where I'm going to go back to more like how I was playing in college to go back to number nine where I can be K-9 and do all of those things. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, hello, K-9 is an awesome nickname. I yeah. mean, that is incredible. I wish I had a nickname like that, but no. The only nickname I really ever acquired in my life was Dro, and that came from the Army. And uh, I don't know if I really want to remember that one too much. Uh, but I yeah, also I mean, mean weed, too. So, I don't know, you know, Dro, weed, that's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, hey, we, we can't really uh, speak on those exploits on this show. We can't but, talk um, about weed? Oh, Jesus Christ. Go on. <laughs> but, yes. No, I mean, K-9, like I said, awesome. I think also the fact that he only played one year in the NFL and he didn't really have to pay too much to you know buy out the rest of those jerseys. This isn't a guy who was in the league for five, six years. I mean, that was probably really, really expensive. So that's why you only saw the really, really big players that had a lot of money in their pocket already make those moves. But you can't help but be really excited from what he is saying and how he's going to be used in this defense, going back to his college roots. I mean, getting that K-9, I think a lot of those number changes didn't look great, but on him, I think it's perfect. I love linebackers with single-digit numbers. I feel like those are usually really good players when they're in college for the most part. At least I think they are when I see that. And obviously... My nickname, especially, you know, playing football and stuff, was always D-Wade. Very original stuff there. So the last thing I want to touch on here is him talking about his shoulder surgery. He said he has not officially been cleared yet, but he could play today, he feels like, if he had to. But I think the more interesting thing here, David, is that he said he thinks he tore his labrum, you know, messed his shoulder up in college and has just been playing on it the last two years, which makes, you know, everything he did even that much more impressive. Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. So I'm a guy who tore my rotator cuff and my labrum in my right shoulder. So I can tell you how incredibly difficult that is, how very painful and how very limited your range of motion is. It is not fun. So this guy is incredibly tough. I mean, it's almost immeasurable. So the fact that the Chargers said, hey, I want you to go get this looked at. They went to get it looked at. They got it corrected. 
I mean, he's rehabbed. He feels 100%. I think that's the most important thing. He's a young guy. He said he has all his flexibility back. He said he can attack the weights the way he wants to in the weight, in the weight room. So, I mean, it's good to hear that he's feeling 100% and that they're kind of taking their time with this. They don't have to really clear him yet, which they said he hasn't been, but he expects to be full go come training camp. Right. The only reason he hasn't been cleared is because they have so much extra time. And, of course, with a new coaching staff, you hope they're abundantly cautious, you know, with injuries early on, especially. I mean, that sets a really good tone that you're not just going to, you know, try to force guys to get out there. But, of course, this guy's he has important kind of too, man. Yeah, this I guy's mean, important. Very, very important right now. But he also had more good things to say about Brandon Staley, you know, just to get to our Brandon Staley compliment from each player. He's a really smart coach, and he's a guy that really listens to his players. And on top of that, schematically, he tries to create matchups on defense. That's really been the biggest thing I've noticed. I think if he does that, I think we're going to be really, really good. He dials it up, and he trusts us to go out there and make plays. All things that Brandon Staley talked about in his opening press conference, all things we said yes, but you have to go do it, he's doing it, right? And we'll see how it plays out in the field. That part is the part that we haven't been able to check off that box yet, but it's being echoed by everybody. The players are definitely responding to it, and I love that. And you can tell that they feel like they're getting coached better this year. And I think it's easy to think that, you know, coming from a losing team. But that's a 7-9 team that should have won a lot more games than it did last year. I think it's very encouraging to hear these players' thoughts on Brandon Staley and all of the coaches, including Darius Swinton, whose job it is to get every undrafted free agent a job by the end of training camp whether it's with the Chargers or not. So we're going to get into his press conference and what he had to say about the kicking game coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the best protein bar in the world, of course, hands down, is Built Bar. And if you guys want to have a treat and not feel any guilt, a Built Bar is the perfect thing for you because they are all low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. And most importantly, they taste great, and that's what I love about Built Bar is they taste great, and you can get a lot of great variety with them as well. Right now, the toffee almond flavor is back in the store. If you guys head over there now, you guys can jump on that action. They also have nine other flavors to choose from, so you can always mix it up. You can buy a mixed box that comes with two of every flavor so that you can keep that variety in your day. You can grab one before you head out for work. They're great. They're mobile. I take one with me pretty much anywhere I go, especially if I need a snack. And the best part is they taste great, they're great for you, and they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Right now, we can even save you guys some money on Built Bars. If you guys go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word, at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, well, we talked about press conferences from OTAs with the Chargers from Nazir Adderley. We talked about Kenneth Murray and how much, you know, both of those guys really like the new defense. But one of the things the Chargers need to improve, maybe even more than their defense, is their special teams. Because they had one of the worst units in the league last year. In history. In history. And, I mean, it, and that's with them being much better. Like, the last four weeks of the season it's not great, but much better than their historically bad start to the year. It was actually worse than, you know, maybe what the final total accumulation of special teams plays ended up being. But... The Chargers have a new coach in town now, and that's Darius Swinton, who is trying to find a place to latch onto. I mean, this guy's bounced around the league with the 49ers, with the Cardinals, with the Bears in his time, you know, with Brandon Staley on that coaching staff as well. And it's hard to imagine, David, because this dude 
very smart, the son of a teacher, and he's doing a lot of really, really innovative things. But I think I want to start with the kicking battle, which has been acknowledged by Brandon Staley. It's now been acknowledged, you know, by Darius Swinton, just because he's talking about a couple of guys here who are ready to compete with Michael Badgley for the starting kicker job. And I think there are a few different things that go into it. But he talked about Tristan Viscaino. He also talked about Alex Kessman, the kicker from Pittsburgh. And he had some pretty glowing things to say about it. You know, with Viscaino, they said they saw something on tape and his leg just kind of jumped off the screen at them. He was a guy that they targeted early. Another guy that they targeted early as far as their specialist in the draft was Alex Kessman, who just got done with his career from Pittsburgh. You know, highest percentage of 50-plus yard field goals in NCAA history. Also, you know, was kicking on a very bad field at Heinz Field with some very wide hash marks. So he had some really, really good things to say about both of those guys, David. And even though we feel like Michael Badgley has a leg up, no pun intended, in the kicking competition, when you hear him talk about it, it seems like he's pretty excited about these other dudes too. I mean, first of all, it's definitely pun intended, just to, to make that clear. But No um, pun. Yeah. <laughs> Tristan Vizcaino, he said he's got untapped potential. He said he's good to have some competition. And then for Alex Kessman, he called him an NFL-level kicker. He said he didn't know when he's going to achieve that status, but he has that potential. So I think it's important to have a real true competition because – Last year, Michael Badgley didn't cut it. I mean, his field goal percentage, the missed uh, extra points, I mean, all of that stuff, his complete game was not at an NFL level last year. I think we can comfortably say that. I mean, that's just the reality. I mean, we you expect better, and I think the Chargers are really trying to put forth a competition to see who truly is going to be the best kicker for this team on Sundays. That's the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing that he said that kind of makes you believe that Michael Badgley might not be the favorite. It's just the fact that he said that it should be the kicker, basically, who's doing kickoffs and place kicking, right? So last year, we saw Ty Long do some place kicking, and we saw Michael Badgley. We saw Ty Long do the kickoffs while Michael Badgley was handing a lot of the place kicking duties because Michael Badgley wasn't kicking it and getting touchbacks enough. We know he could do it. He has the longest field goal in Chargers franchise history at 59 yards, but at the same time, he wasn't consistent enough in that area. And I think both of these other guys, Tristan Viscaino and Alex Kessman, both of those guys can do that. And he said that really for the punter to do everything they want the punter to do, you can't have them trying to do extra things, right? You don't want, you don't tell a golfer to bring out his wedge when he's supposed to be using a driver, right? So he said that having a kicker do both of those things or a punter in this case in Ty Long is tough on their bodies. So if that's And we the saw case, that with him getting injured last year too. We did, and I mean, his kicks got worse, you know, the longer, more fatigued he ended up getting. I mean, he wasn't even place kicking last year. They had him doing that under Anthony Lynn and George Stewart a couple of years ago, him pulling off all of those duties. So that part of it is out of the question. But obviously kicking was a big part of the special team woes. Nowhere near all of the special teams woes, right? A lot of it was miscommunication. It was disorganization. It was lack of execution. And we're hoping all of those things improve under Darius Winton. I think hearing the way this guy talks about coaching, hearing about the way he's implementing things, and even a little game he's picked up with the players, David, makes me think that these guys are going to go out there and be way more prepared than they were last season. Yeah, I mean, just some of the little things. Like, you know, you said that he was the son of a teacher. He kind of incorporated that a little bit because he says that it, he likes to 
see if the players can find spelling mistakes in his powerpoints and if he does and if the player do, and if the player does find those mistakes he will pay them and that is well within the league rules so i think it's just those little things where he says hey you know if you're going to be accountable to me i'm going to be accountable to you so i just i love his attitude i love the way he communicates he's so personable i mean he's just kind of a, a guy in brandon staley's image i mean you can really tell why these two hit it off and why they made this connection and why he is the special teams coordinator for the chargers you absolutely can his energy is infectious right too and i think the funny thing about that is yeah he's giving a dollar to all these players who are finding these mistakes but he's like not everyone, though. Only the first one that brings up the mistake to me. I'm not on that so head coach's coach salary. salary. Yeah, exactly. So that was really funny. And I think he's right, though, because guess what? If you're going through every word and combing through, you know, these pages of dialogue, you know, so to speak, you're going to be going over everything, right? You're reading everything. You're making sure you're fine-tuning all of those details. And he says... When I put that spotlight on myself and say, hey, point out to me when I'm doing things wrong, it's building a relationship of accountability so that I know that when I ask them to care about the small small details, they know that I already care about those small details. So all of those things I think are encouraging, especially with special teams and a unit that we've seen so disorganized in the past for the Chargers. I think that's huge. And the other thing is, is he actually gets to have these players on the field right now, right, David? And that's another thing I think is huge for these coaches, especially new coaches for the Chargers. And he agreed with that just because he said, when you're in person, you're not just getting guys nodding and saying, yeah, you know, and you don't really know if they're actually getting it or not. You don't know if they're actually just trying to, you know, fight their kids in the background to stay out of the Zoom screen and things like that, right? If you see someone's body language and they're saying, yeah, but you don't really believe it, now you get to come sit up with the teacher today, right? And we all know those teachers, you know, where you have to go sit next to them. And you know you're paying attention that day, right? And going to class in general, focusing obviously is such a big thing. But he is finding ways to do it, to, to reach out and touch people, as he put it. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a theme, too, with, with these coaches. I mean, just whoever they are, they, they really love the fact that they, they got these players in person. And that they can really read the body language, like you mentioned, and they can really see who they need to give more attention to and how they need to tailor their communication. But, I mean, that's a theme that you really notice. I mean, they're really happy to get these guys face-to-face so they can really touch them and make those relationships and those bonds and really kind of build that player-coach bond that needs to happen if they want to buy into the process and go out there and execute the vision on Sundays. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, you want to be able to be a guy who can find the right kicker on all of those things. And we don't know if, you know, he's the guy that's fine tuning the exact mechanics of the kicking and things like that. But as far as him coaching this overall group, I think you have to love how it looks right now, because one of the main talking points of last year's Chargers team was miscommunication, right? I mean, how many times did we hear that in postgame press conferences from all of the Chargers coaches? And players to a certain extent. And when you see a team like this right now, you hear these press conferences, you can tell how clearly these things are being communicated, how much everyone is already on the same page, even though these guys are just meeting up. And just the overall enthusiasm that you see from players and coaches alike, that they're in the building to do something special. And as you're Adderley talked about, being around these winning coaches is nice. These are all coaches that come from winning programs, right? You have Frank Smith, who spent a ton of time 
with the New Orleans Saints. Then he ended up, you know, obviously being with the Raiders. We don't have to talk about that part. But you also have, you know, guys coming from the Rams. You have Ronaldo Hill, who's worked with some great defensive backs. You have guys Kevin Kroger from, from the Packers. Systems. Yeah, I mean, you have guys from the 49ers, the Packers, the Saints. So many different great organizations and those guys bringing those tactics to the Chargers and just changing things up. Things need to be changed for the Chargers. Something had to be done differently. The way it was working before was not cutting it. Now it's just so refreshing to see them going in a completely different direction, right? And we can't talk about how much it's going to work on the field. But what we can say is, thank God they're trying something different because bashing their head into a wall and doing the same things and trying the same things over and over again was not working. Using that's the same definitely, performance. That's the definition of insanity. We saw even with like the sports performance thing. Like we don't know the Chargers are going to be healthier this season, but they're listening to the players. They're asking them, you know, where they think they're getting injured the most and how to protect them the best, right? And also, it's just different, right? You're getting a different unit in there. You're getting different sports performance people in there. Something had to change, and it seems like for the Chargers, this isn't just, you know, changing who's going to be Tom Telesco and John Spanos' henchmen, right? This is a Brandon Staley-run team. This guy's doing things differently, and I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's super encouraging, and... We also got to hear from Joe Lombardi. We'll talk about that a little bit on probably Friday. We'll talk about his press conference because we are in the off season right now. So make sure you guys check back in with us then. But we will also be getting into some OTA takeaways. We also have some voicemails to use. So we'll have a lot more content for you guys later on in the week. But until then, make sure to go follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. Whether that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, or Apple Podcasts, if they are putting our show out at that specific moment, that's where you guys can find us, and that's the best way to stay up with the day-to-day podcast format. You guys will never miss a show that way, and if you guys like the show, we've had some very good compliments and things like that. We're trying to raise our Apple Podcast ratings, so if you guys could go on there, give us a new, fresh rating for us, we would really appreciate that. If you want to find us on social media, you can find me at DanTalkSports on Twitter. You can find David at DroTalkSD. And the show's Twitter, Locked On LAC. We also have a Facebook page, Locked On Chargers, and a new Instagram, at Locked On Chargers as well. If you guys want to get your voices on the next voicemail show, the number is 323-524-7924. But that's going to do it for today, guys. We'll be back with you guys on Friday with Joe Lombardi and OTA Takeaways. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.